Hey guys, I'm AP. And I'm your girl, Black Mamba. And we are the hosts of The Hate Journals, a weekly comedy podcast. We know we aren't the only ones that get annoyed by the daily grind. And lately, there's a lot to be annoyed about. And we get it. Join us each week as we roast and toast all the things that we love to hate. Nothing is off limits as we rant, rave, and laugh our way through our own experiences, current events, and so much more. So tune in weekly to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or check us out on our website at thehatejournals.com. That's right, guys. Let us help you get you through your week every week with The Hate Journals Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Bye. Bye. up everybody welcome to the show just fair warning as i did with the previous show i'm recording this at the end of november something else might have happened since i just as i'm recording this actually this is the week of survivor series war games was just announced for december 6th but because my schedule's picking up in december i want to be more proactive have the wednesday show since and actually we just got the announcement today that Wonder Woman will go to select theaters, whatever theaters are open, it'll go there. But then it's going straight to HBO Max. And the countries that don't have access to HBO Max, it will go there December 16th. I wasn't really going to go out to see that movie anyway because I just had no interest in it. But for this, I know my schedule's ramping up in December. I just want to be proactive and get these shows out. And so something might have happened by then that might belong on this list. But as of right now, this is the top 10 best, in my opinion, of 2020. Last week, as you're listening to this, was a top 10 worst of 2020, in my opinion. Um, so just fair warning on that. In case it's War Games, because this War Games looks like it's going to be ridiculous. So um, I, I might miss out. But hey, if so, I can always record an open, a cold open, and kind of add it in as a honorable mention so anyways let's get to the list number one i have is the first two night wrestle made to me it was a success even though technically in 2020 the big show main evented the second night with uh drew mcintyre because technically they for those of you who don't know after brock lesnar lost the wwe championship to drew mcintyre big show came out and challenged them and technically in wwe lore in their continuity Big Show and McIntyre closed WrestleMania 2020, the second night. Um, that was probably, to me, the only real blemish on 
either show. To me, I know some people did not enjoy the Firehouse Funfly match. I enjoyed the psychology of it. I enjoyed the fact that Cena was able to take some of those shots. And I think he's mature enough to do that now. You know, to me, I think the problem I've always had with The Rock coming back is it's, it's always felt like an ego boost for The Rock to see if he still has it. Of course he still has it. He's The Rock. And to me, him, Steve Austin... Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, they're in just this top echelon of people, The Undertaker, they're never going to be booed again. A few people might boo them here and there, but that's just hecklers and trolls a lot of time. They're so beloved, they're always going to have it. And like, to me, I just have not enjoyed a lot of The Rock's comebacks. And I want to say this is since, after WrestleMania, to me, once WrestleMania 28 happened, if I never saw a rock in the wrestling ring again, I would be okay with that. Um, but I think since then, it's felt like he's come back for an ego boost. And I do understand he came back to put over Cena. I completely understand that's why they put the WWE title on him. I get all of that. I truly do. Um, but to me, Cena being, and I think Cena's always been the, the, the ultimate company guy, even though you hear things here and there. I know Jake Hager was just on... Uh, Jericho's podcast, which I'm going to listen to when I get the opportunity, and he revealed that after he won Money in the Bank, he was supposed to cash in, not on Jericho and win, which he ended up doing that Tuesday night, is where he still filmed SmackDown Tuesday nights, but it aired uh, Thursday night. McMahon, Vince McMahon's original plan was to have the very next night uh, Cena lose a WWE championship to Jake Hager, and Cena refused. So, you know, there's been times that where he technically buried the Nexus. Um, we can go we can go back and forth with some things. But to me, um, just just even the, the, the little stuff, I, I had to watch that match four to five times to get everything. Because I didn't get everything the first time. And so I love that about it. You know, to me, it was so important. Because I remember when the first time I saw the match and... Uh, and, and uh, Bray Wyatt says, you can look, but you can't. I remember hearing that. And I was like, where did he get that from? Sure enough, Nikki Bella's song. You know what I'm saying? Then on top of that, just just the psychology of him coming out to the NWO theme. And people didn't fully understand it. But if you are someone who's been following his career, like, steadily since the beginning, you realize that once he became a face and became the face of the company... Vince never wanted to turn him. Vince, that was all Vince. You know, there's a rumor, and I think Cena's actually confirmed it, so I don't think it's rumor anymore. Cena, I think in 2010 or 2011, was going to go heel. Like, he was going to go heel. He he did new music. He got new gear made and everything. And the day of, he was supposed to go heel. Now, the thing John has been tight-lipped on was who he was going heel on, because apparently he was going heel on somebody and he came to the arena that day, and Vince said, nah, I can't do it. I can't turn you. And Cena said, okay. Cena said he tried to talk him out of it, but couldn't do it. So to me, I got everything about it. Once again, it wasn't much of a match, but it was it's technically a match, but it wasn't much of one because I think it was one bump in the whole thing where he took a sister Abigail and got pinned, and just to see him manipulated in that world to where not even John Cena could get out of that, to me, even though there's no going back to WrestleMania 30, I was in the building in Louisiana, WrestleMania 30. The air was taken out of that building twice. The once with the Undertaker losing the streak, 
and also with Bray Wyatt losing. Like, obviously, it was not as impactful as the streak um, uh, dying. But I remember just, like, looking around, like, I was I was very fortunate. We didn't have the best seats, but we had one of the best parts of the crowd. Like, when they were up, they were up. When they were deflated, they were deflated. And you felt that. And I love that. I, I, I've never thought about this until, like, a couple years ago. Like, what's my favorite event I've ever been to live? Because... They're all for different reasons. Like when I used to go to ROH shows, it was genuinely because I would, and they were mainly, I, I never went to an ROH taping except for one time. Every other time I've been to an ROH show, it's been a house show. So it's been like nothing on the line. You know what I'm saying? So it was one time I went to an actual uh, ROH taping, and that was when Roger Strong uh, defeated Jay Luther for the TV championship. This is when Jay Lethal was both TV champion and world champion. He was in the middle of that historic run. Um, so that happened of note. But I mean, for the most part, ROH has been mainly, if I'm being honest, the meet and greets. You know, getting the chance to see Juice and Thunder Liger and meet him in person, get his autograph, get a picture. Jay Lethal, you know, uh, AJ Styles, you know, that was pretty, all that stuff was cool. But I, I would need to sit down and really think about all the events I've been to. I don't remember all the events I've been to. But like, to me... The reason why I say that is because I just remember going to the events and Cena just being godlike as far as like in the, in the in the business as far as like just having that reaction was so important. But he could have had a Reigns type of moment that Reigns is having now. And there's so many people that Cena could work with in in, in different ways. But yeah, he, he was going to go heel and Vince just cowered. Um, so, to, so for him to even go there, to me, there's no going back to WrestleMania 30 and making that right as I make this full circle. However, it did help make Bray Wyatt even more. It's just unfortunate that they have Reigns as world champion now and Drew's doing some of the best work of his career as well. That Fiend character is so important. You can't have him lose too much. You know, to me, in 10 years when we look at it, it should be like Fiend Bray Wyatt maybe lost 10, 11 times. You know what I'm saying? He, but that's not significant in the main point thing because he shouldn't be used that much, you know. So uh, that those were how that was how obviously having AJ Styles main event in WrestleMania the first night, even though he technically main event to the WrestleMania, you know, and him have a boneyard match with Undertaker, which was a very loud match. The only thing about that match that sucked was that the Undertaker won. But if it turns out to be Undertaker's last match. What respect to AJ Styles to actually get that match? I'll believe it when I see it. But um, if that is, that's cool. I guess that's that's a that's that's brownie points, I guess as they say. But um, that was a, that I was looking forward to that. But like AJ Styles never got one thing over on Undertaker. And you know what? Hearing AJ Styles talk, it sounds like. He's just happy to be in WWE, and he's not going to argue with much, you know. But um, I don't know, man. That was just awesome to see uh, on the Triple Threat ladder match. Even though this was the very beginning of the pandemic, you you didn't have the six you didn't have the six men in there. You had the three guys representing the teams. Uh, you had Morrison, Kofi, and uh, and Jay, uh, excuse me, Jimmy. That's uh, where Jimmy had heard at apparently. Um, but to me, the first night WrestleMania was one historic. Two, it was very needed in a time when 
the last time we had pandemic was 1918 flu. Not many of us was alive uh, during that time period. So we're at the very beginning of this thing, pretty much. Like, like Technically, the, the, the beginning of it was last November, December. But when it got bad was February and March. And um, there was just so much uncertainty. Nothing was open. Nothing was being shown. And just to have that happening and for it to be two nights, I think that was very important, you know. Um, to me... For as good as this was, I wouldn't watch the entire thing back, but there are certain aspects I would watch again. Like, I know, as I said in my previous uh, show, the cinematic matches got completely overused, um, but they were important to this year, in my opinion. Um, speaking of that, as I said earlier, the cinematic matches would be on both lists. Cinematic matches, to me, you got some of the best... Uh, work out people and able to hide their uh flaws like the Undertaker match with AJ Styles would have been crappy because of the Undertaker and his uh and he's old let's just be honest he's old for being in the ring you know so to me the cinematic matches were very important and so I don't need to spend much time on it but they did get overused but to me earlier on in the pandemic in 2020 they were very important uh another one was Kota Ibushi Winning the G1 for the second year in a row, to me, just him winning it was less so more about him finally committing to a significant other in New Japan. And I hadn't watched the entire show when I had reviewed it after he had lost the briefcase. Well, he's still getting a shot at the championship. Um, I believe night one or night, I believe night two, he's going to get his shot. At it. So he's going to leave out as... I don't think he's going to get the Intercontinental. He's going to win that IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So um, that, to me, was cool. Just him finally committing to something and, and to see a company finally go all the way with them was awesome. Um, another one was, I've been singing his praises since I start restarted the show, uh, Roman Reigns' heel turn. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this just because I've talked about it enough. To me, I've... He had three matches in FCW, but I remember watching a lot of him train, you know, and just you just saw his look and him talking trash. And I remember I remember as the shield started evolving and his he started talking, started talking a little bit more. He wasn't necessarily talking during the promos, but he was talking like in the ring. And I just remember, I'm going to go back to the skin when him it's at the Survivor Series. You came all the way back, Ray, just to get punked out. And he's like just smooching Ray. And this is great stuff. I'm looking forward to even more. Of, of it let's move on number five will be the stadium stampede match once again another cinematic match to me this was just awesome fun and look here let's get this out of the way if you're a jim Cornette fan and you listen to this i'm a jim Cornette fan as well i've met i literally drove an hour and a half three hours all together just to meet jim Cornette when i was living in atlanta just to get an autograph. I didn't know he was going to do autographs. But I thought he was going to do like a... Um, well, it said on the poster. Uh, on the online poster. It said that he was uh, going to do like a, a... Little interview stuff. Like he was going to take questions. Q&A. Thank you. Uh, talking to myself. <laughs> Say thank you to myself. But Q&A. He was going to do a question. Uh, a Q&A. And so like... I literally said, I got to go there. And I can't remember the town. It was literally an hour and a half away though. At the time though, I had a little teeny car. 
So it literally, literally took eighteen dollars to fill it up. So for me to drive, and it was all, it was great on gas. So for me to drive an hour and a half is nothing. I could do eighteen bucks, whatever, you know. So I literally drove three hours back and forth round trip just to meet him, just to and I ended up getting an autograph and a picture with him. So like it's so whatever, right? Just if you're if you're a Jim Cornette fan, you're not gonna like this. That match was awesome. The fun they had with it, and to me, once again. Wrestling was needed this year. I don't think I think we underscore how important it was this year. If you're not a wrestling fan, or where we got used to the same routine of just complaining about everything, wrestling was very important before the before the NBA bubble. Before the while the MLB players were arguing about no money and dates and stuff. You know these guys, and once again, they they weren't perfect. You know, a lot of people got sick, and you know. Um, we have to be appreciative of that, in, in, in my opinion. Um, and I think a lot of you guys were. A lot of you guys subscribed to OnlyFans or Cameos or Twitches. or um, You guys did support. You know, um, I'm not a Twitch person, so I don't even have the app, so I'm not going to do it. I did buy some merchandise from some people and just kind of gave it away to people just to, just to support or whatever. Um, but to me, the Stadium Stampede match was super awesome. It was super fun. Um, and I actually got to watch it for free by accident because... Someone, like, I guess they were trying to up, I guess they were trying to, like, do their review and, like, they were trying to watch it and do the reaction while, um, while they, while the show was going live. Well, they were literally playing the entire pay-per-view, and then at the end of it, at the end of the Stadium Stampede, the feed on YouTube just went dark and said copyright infringement or whatever. So, next thing I was like, was he, like, at first I thought he was doing it on purpose, and then it's then they got blocked or whatever. So now I'm like I subscribe to the channel just to see if there's gonna be an update. Well, the very next day he gave an update. He said, "Guys, I had no clue I was streaming." I, I'll take him for his word, you know, because he said he had the comments like turned off because he's to distract him when he's trying to do the reactions. So he said he had the comments turned off, so he had no clue he was streaming the, the show for free. So he pretty much was being a, a you know pirating the show. Um, so I got to watch it for free. I, once, I, said, I was going to order it. The next thing you know, it's, it's, I'm on YouTube. I was on YouTube, and it says, uh, well, I forgot the name of the pay-per-view now. But it was just like, yeah, I think it was Double or Nothing, whatever. And I just said, all right, I'll watch, sure, I'll watch it for free. You know, and, and that's how I'm watching it. But it was a fun thing, and I liked it. Um, number six, one, two, three, four. Yeah, number six. AEW, working with uh, other promotions. To me, this has been so crucial for the NWA also, I think as the former president of New Japan stepped down earlier this year, I think it's going to be important for their relationship. And to me, AEW doesn't need to partner with anybody. To me, the reason why it's still important that they do, though, the same way it's important that they let these talents come, hey, come work. You know, you may get signed by WWE, you may get signed by us, but have trials on, 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 on AEW Dark. And then a couple of people have been signed by WWE after they saw them on AEW Dark. WWE will never do that. And that's fine. That's their business model. However, AEW giving, them that, giving you that chance to do that, think about how this can work in that person's mind. I go have a workout. WWE comes and snatches me up before AEW even has a chance to offer me a contract. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in the developmental. Or they might move me to the main roster. Whatever. All of a sudden, I see how the politics work there. Some people can deal with the politics. Some people can't deal with the politics. But let's say if you can't deal with it now, you've been burning bridges with AEW. Now AEW, you may hey call say hey you no know, my contract's up in three three months I'm not gonna resign. Is there an opportunity there? 
Sure, there is. We like what you did. We like what you've been doing on WWE television. Come on back if you're not going to resign. You know, to me, it, it could help them as well because it helps them build good relationships and good rapports with talent. I know some people don't like it, but to me, I think it's smart. You know, like they they don't they don't need to hoard talent. You know, saying they don't need to hoard them. You know, they have great great relationships, and I hope these relationships continue into the future. I hope like. Don Callis continues to have one. You know, I hope Tony Khan continues to have one. But once again, obviously they got to eventually put their foot down in certain situations. But I mean, come on, man. The fact that uh, John Moxley's been the the United States champion of New Japan for close to a year, and it's clear he's going to drop that belt. He, well, as I as you listen to this, he's probably already lost it. But I mean, it's clear he's going to, as I record this, it's clear he's going to drop that belt to Kenny Omega so he can go to Wrestle Kingdom and defend that United States Championship. Now, I think he's going to lose both belts, but, I mean, look, cap, feather in his cap. He's he's going to have main evented uh, AEW's biggest pay-per-view. He will be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. He's done a WrestleMania. That's so freaking awesome. So, AEW work with other promotions number six. Um, to me, number five has to be John Moxley, Bailey, Asuka, these have been some of the people killing it during the pandemic. Now, the reason why I wouldn't put Reigns in here, even though he is killing it, is he left at the very beginning and came back in when the Thunderdome was open. But Moxley, Bailey, and Asuka have been wrestling this entire time. To me, Bailey and Asuka have just kept that women's division strong on both uh, brands because they're highly, highly um, underutilized at the women's division, in the women's division, and on the main roster, as opposed to NXT has a plethora, a wealth of women. Um, John Moxley has been a freaking stud. I don't think I think the only time he's taking time off is because uh, uh, I believe Renee Young got COVID. So um, I believe it's the only time he took any time off. Otherwise, um, he's been wrestling and doing his thing, and I guarantee you, if he could travel. He would be defending that United States Championship over in New Japan. So to me, those three, I have to particularly put them out there because they've been killing it. And they've been fortunate enough that from what I can tell, they haven't gotten COVID. Like to me, AJ Styles had a good run as well, but he got COVID at one point in time. So like he's killing it as well. But I mean, these are people who are just nonstop killing it over and over. And if I'm being honest, Bailey and Oscar were the true soldiers of WWE. Moxley the same. Uh, Cody was a soldier too, you know, he, but he did take some time off, but he did put over Brody Lee for that. But I mean, just those three I had to highlight. That's It's more people, obviously, calm your nerves, but those three I wanted to highlight in particular. Um, number seven is just psychology and emotions coming back into wrestling. To me, it goes back to what I said about the, the, uh, the, the Firefly Funhouse match. That was completely psychological and completely emotional. You could even say the Boneyard match was emotional. You know, he brought up, AJ Styles kept bringing up Undertaker's wife. You know, calling him Mark, you know, saying all these other things. Um, EC3 during his, during his match with Moose was trying to take bring the best out of him. You know, the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso thing, just tugging at your heartstrings and a family could be possibly divided because one person won't fall in line. You know, like to me, psychology is just, come back and it's been important um it has been very important to this year as we've dealt with a, a very emotional very psycho psychological year 
you know what I'm saying, whether it's in politics, whether it's just in life, you know, like having it play out in wrestling as well and having it come back in so many instances uh, is very important, you know, so that's super awesome. Um, number nine is wrestlers standing their ground. Say what you want to, but Zelina Vega, even though she might have tried to make a little bit of, of, of appeasement later on, she stood her ground. No, she was making more on her OnlyFans and her Twitch than she was on her, off her WWE contract. You can't just keep taking and taking and taking from me. I need mines too. I, I Stop bird feeding me. You know, like to me, that's important. Roman Reigns. Oh, Miz came in sick. Oh, y'all, not, y'all don't really care about us. I'm a top star. I'm the face of the company. You gonna care about me. I'm out. And left for six months. And he left straight until, right until they got to the Thunderdome. You know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even guaranteed. But he must have heard from other wrestlers, hey man, it, it feels a little safe to come back to guy in the game. And I, and I contribute that to you know another person on this list. You know, Kevin Owens. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going back to Canada, man. I'm going back home. Vince, what can I get you? How can I get you to stay? I need you. You're one of my top stars. I need people to wear a mask, man. My, my wife's grandfather just died from COVID. I don't want to die from COVID. I have something to live for. You know, if you can't do that, if you can't protect me, I'm going home. I'm going to protect myself. To me, this is so crucial. Like, think about Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, before everything went to hell, him and Brody Lee said, no, I don't want to work for you. I, I have more to give. They begged Matt Hardy into his last week, until his last day. Think about how crazy this is. They never, I think John Moxley was the last person they did it for, but he was the first person they did that for in a while, where it was like, hey, you know, we're going to wait till the deadline and have you on TV. Until Why would they do that? They had Matt Hardy on TV until his last day under contract. They never do that. They take you. And, and some people might say, well, they bur- no, did they really bury him? The way Matt Hardy thinks and his creativity, did they really bury him? Only thing you do, oh, he's got, Randy Orton's going to hit me with a concerto, one-man concerto. All right, fine. Non-resurrected, back to Broken Matt. Didn't really hurt Matt. You know, thing with, wrestlers stand on their grounds, man. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see a union or anything like that. that and that's fine. That, that's that's their business. They're the wrestlers. They need to deal with that. But to me, just, just seeing how people say, you know what? You guys are reckless. And I'm not putting up with it anymore. I'm protecting myself. Bottom line, period. It's important, man. I'm telling you, like, to me... I was very happy to see that this year. And number 10, most importantly, and the way that we're going to end this show, we still got wrestling this year. (laughs) Think about that. You know, despite the the behind-the-scenes stuff with WWE being called essential, I'm doing air quotes, you guys can't see me doing air quotes. Um, I don't know what that means, (laughs) but... You know, AEW was still running too. You know, Florida was a, a hotbed of a mess. Hotbed and a hot mess. Um, but we still got wrestling. That's awesome. Think about some of the moments we had here. We had a cool intercontinental title tournament, which ended with an AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match. That was awesome. That they gave away on free TV. They didn't they didn't even put it on a pay-per-view. You know, we got to see a boneyard match with uh, American Badass Undertaker against AJ Styles, who many vented a WrestleMania. I never thought I would hear. I never thought I'd say that or see that. 
we finally got a Roman Reigns heel turn. And this Roman Reigns heel turn is freaking awesome so far. You know, I just, I, some, those are some of the highlights, you know what I'm saying? Kota Ibushi winning, you know, um, John Moxley killing it. We had, we finally had the, the blow off to Bailey and Sasha, and Bailey and Sasha being the two women power trip holding all the gold, the women's tag team championships, the Raw and SmackDown women's tag team championships. Um, we got, we got some really good moments this year. Um, and even before the pandemic, the the, the 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 2020 Royal Rumbles where it was a men and a woman, both of them were great, you know. Um, we had some sucky moments too, you know, like real real losing the NXT Women's Championship to Charlotte Flair, that really helped. But you know, overall it was a good year, and happy to have watched it. And we needed it, not just as fans, we needed it because it was the only thing on. Let's be honest. Outside of the last ride documentary, um, until. July, we didn't have anything, and we needed it, so, anyways, that is the show for this week, um, as I said, as I record this, you might hear a cold open, because if something else happens, I might have to add that to the list, but as of right now, that's what it is, so, y'all be safe, you guys won't hear from me until, you know, this is supposed to be the last December of the month, last Wednesday of the month, so, uh, December, so, you guys will get one more show out of me for the rest of the, for the year, so, I'll talk to you then.